You're listening to The New Leaf Project, sharing stories from instigators, innovators, planters and starters from across Canada. Hi, my name is Elle. And I'm Jared. And you are listening to The New Leaf Project. Thanks so much for hanging out with us today. We have got a really interesting interview with two amazing people from Toronto. Jared, tell us a little bit about your interview. So this is from Bernard Tam, uh, who is uh, our, our social media champion for the New Leaf Network. Uh, he and Kaylee Morgan are doing an amazing job for us. And uh, he and his friend Joe Abbey Colborn, who has started another church, they are not part of the same denomination, but they are working together through New Leaf uh, to, to, to connect, to, to learn from each other. That's something we want to encourage. It's something we're excited about. And so what they've done, decided is they want to host a learning party themselves in Toronto. So our friend Purnell Goodyear, who invented this idea of the learning party back when he was a planter in Hamilton at the freeway, back in the early 2000s, L, when the, you weren't even born then, and the yeah, dinosaurs was- roamed the earth. You're just, 17, right? I was just a glimmer in my parents' eyes. <laughs> just a glimmer. <laughs> uh, but you are young. You are you're a young, vibrant person. I like to pretend. I really yeah. I wanna I'm gonna be as young for as long as I can. Okay. I have white in my beard and in my hair, so I think I'm getting the, old. I think the gig's up with you, but it is, I mean, it is. Back to our friends. Oh right, yes. Yeah, we were supposed to be talking about that. They've got this plan for learning party on April the 1st, and uh, it's going to be exciting. It's, it's, it's at the Sanctuary Church in Toronto, an amazing downtown location uh, that I think will, will speak volumes to you just even showing up. For you out-of-towners, you want to join Toronto, there's plenty of green pea parking out there, um, so you can drive in. I also recommend just parking up on Yonge Street, take the subway down. You'll have a great experience. It's a it's a great Toronto experience, and not a lot of Canadian Canadians get to ride the subway every day. So, something very cool. But something I wanted you to pay attention to in this particular episode, other than the fact that we're putting on a great event on April first, is that these guys talk about what life in Toronto is like, and I think that's really fascinating. It's something we want to highlight mm-hmm. on the the New Leaf Project is is the way in which our geography and land affect how, uh, how church functions. Now, it's obvious that where I live, L, Saskatoon, is different than Toronto, but you actually live within uh, easy driving distance of Toronto. But life is different for you, isn't it? Yeah, that's one of the, my favorite parts of this interview, actually, was hearing about what it's like to be in Toronto um, growing up. You you know most of my life I've spent I'm about an hour and a half from downtown Toronto but it's very different, very different. Just the amount of density of people and the different churches and the different expressions and there's so much more cultural diversity there and um, it's just interesting to hear about it for me because I think and perhaps this is true across Canada but you have these preconceived notions of what it's like to be in a, a, you know certain parts of the of Canada. When I think about Saskatoon, I think about all 500 of you and I wonder how you survived the frigid winters. And when I think about you know, like you just have these preconceived ideas of what it's like. And Toronto is such a big city with so many people and so much diversity and so much difference of opinion and cultural aspects. It's, um, wow, planting a church in Canada is tough enough 
I, you know, I can just see that that it's even a, maybe a tougher slog, perhaps in Toronto, or at least lots of opportunities um, that take a little bit of work. So I loved hearing from our friends that are doing the work in Toronto and that share what it's like to be there. Um, it was really interesting. And I'm so grateful that you were able to sit down and chat with them. We're we're going to be hearing, I'm sure, from Bernard and Joe in, in future episodes. I hope this is just a, a, a simple little uh, introduction to them. Uh, I think what you're saying is so important. What I don't think a lot of Canadians realize is that if you are a Canadian, you have a one in four chance of being from the GTA, the greater Toronto area, which is absolutely incredible. This is, you're talking about a significant part of Canadian life is contained in that GTA area. Mm -hmm. Kitchener is outside of the GTA we're um, close, but we're but not, you're very no. close, and you're you're influenced by it in a significant mm -hmm. way. Very much so. And churches in Toronto, they they it's like it's like having little flowers growing up between the cracks of the sidewalks. It's not easy to have a space where you can fit 150 people, and so mm -hmm. people have to be very very innovative if they want to be part of 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 living out the gospel in the Toronto context. And there are all kinds of really fascinating people. I'm sure we'll be featuring them on on the podcast uh, in the future. But anyway, have a listen and uh, really consider joining us on April 1st for this learning party. So give this one a listen, see what you think. Hello, everybody. I'm here with uh, Joe Abbey Colborn, and he is the pastor at Spectrum Church in Toronto. And I'm also with Bernard Tam, and he is uh, the pastor, one of the pastors. One of the pastors. One of the pastors at Midtown Alliance. But you're about to change the name of your church. Mm -hmm. What's it, what's it going to be? Yeah, so we're going to change our name to the Living Room Church. Okay, okay. And, and so just... Just for sake of context, can you tell us a little bit about where your church is in the city, and and just you know, couple couple minutes or a couple sentences on, on uh, yeah, go ahead, Joe. Why don't you tell um, us a bit about Spectrum? It's uh, it's been located in our house, which is okay. in the Ossington Dupont area, Bloor and Ossington yeah. area, uh, and kind of serving and drawing into the into the neighboring community, sort of within a thirty minute walk of our house, kind right. of thing. Right. Yeah. Now, just just for sake of context, and I think people often who aren't from Toronto have no idea, like what does it? How many people would be within a thirty-minute walk of your house? <laughs> well, thousands and thousands, tens of thousands, probably. But uh, yeah, we only get about ten or twelve people at our house. But but the the <laughs> but the it's just like. You live. We're we're meeting in Bernard's house right now. Mm -hmm. It's a it's a it's a condo. And and t tell us a bit about it's, your neighborhood here. Um, so we're I think one of the fastest growing neighborhoods in Toronto. Um, there's if you if you ever drive to Young and Eglinton, uh, you have made a mistake because you shouldn't be driving. <laughs> um, this condo is left, right, and center. They're anticipating tens of thousands of people moving into this intersection okay within the next couple of years okay wow and then and and so in your neighborhood uh it's different than joe's mm -hmm. in that yours you're, you have lots of houses and yeah. apartments but in the neighborhood we're in right now a lot of it's straight up in the air so mm -hmm. you might have the same number of people in a 
five minute walk that that Joe might have in a thirty. Mm-hmm. Possibly. Would that be yeah for now, and mm-hmm. but then in the next couple of years, I think we might transcend Joe's neighborhood just because the density of the towers are right. And and right on that center line of Young Street that goes up the sort of downtown right extends up to this right this area. So we're not just for people who don't know the geography of Young and Eglinton or places like that. We're not right downtown Toronto. We're north of it. It's like if you draw a circle in Toronto proper, like we're kind of almost in the center. Mm-hmm. Right. That's probably the easiest way to. Right. The downtown the is closer to the water. To the it's, lake. Yeah. It's 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 south, mm-hmm. and then and then we're kind of dead center. Yeah. And then up above us to the four hundred one is is the cutoff of Toronto proper. Is it? North of that. North of North that. North of that. Steels. Okay. Oh, steels. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So um, we're here to talk a little bit about something we're going to be doing together uh, on April first. It's called Learning Party. And uh, Joe, uh, like I've been going to learning parties since they were in Hamilton back in or way early 2000s. Um, but Joe, you went to your first one when it was held in London, Ontario. Yeah, about five years ago. Okay, and, so, so tell us a little bit about that experience. What was that like? Well, I, at that time I was pastoring Parkdale Neighborhood Church, okay. which has since become the Dale. Um, and I was... Uh, working in downtown Toronto and through a mutual connection to Parnell Goodyear, who Mm kind of was running the uh, learning party out there, asked me if I would come out and present a bit about our philosophy of ministry and that sort of thing. Okay. And um, so that was my first contact with it and and didn't really know what I was getting into. Right, right. That must have been a strange experience for you. It was a strange experience. It uh, it felt kind of guru-y to me. <laughs> guru-y. Well, I was I was I was. What a uh, great word, Joe. That's that's a great word. Do you do you mind if we uh, copyright that word? I you're here at the inception of that word. Yeah, I I, I mean I liked going out to London. I loved the mm-hmm. experience of it. There were lots of people out there. It I I, I shouldn't. I actually liked that there were a variety of people presenting there. It because I didn't know anything about the philosophy of the, the learning parties at the time. Right. And I didn't. I wasn't in the habit of getting invited to go and talk about our philosophy of ministry and stuff. Right. Um, that's why it had that kind of strange feeling to me. Right. Because um, Parkdale had flown under the radar for such a long time. Right. And nobody noticed us. I didn't think anybody knew we were there. Right. So. And, th- and that's one of the things I kind of like about the learning party yeah. idea is that this isn't, we're not, we're not trying to bring in the most famous pastors out there who are doing the most famous thing that everybody wants to copy. This is normal, everyday folks who are doing normal, everyday stuff and, and a chance to learn from each other. So uh, that was your first learning party was in London. And, and you actually, your first introduction was actually as a presenter at it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, Bernard, your, y- you and Joe actually met at the last learning party we had last year in, in Hamilton. So why don't you tell us a little bit of what that day was? Um, I think I wasn't sure what I was getting myself into as well. But um, from what Jared and what you, Jared and what Pernell was describing it, it sounded like something that was very interesting. And uh, it was a lot of various speakers, almost like TED Talkish, mm-hmm. um, 
10-15 minutes of, of sharing stories and narratives mm-hmm. and then we have you know a time for people to dialogue and engage and you're not stuck to one table you can just kind of float around and you're listening and you're being inspired and you're stirred to converse right share some of the reflections that you have from the various talks um and i thought that was really refreshing um Mm -hmm. a lot of time i find that at learning events it's like i get talked at right i don't get to talk with okay and it's such a different style of learning yeah yeah the way the way bernard describes it he says it's he may we may have to start using non-guru-y with with uh, uh, what Purnell imagined when when he and Nathan Colquhoun first cooked up this idea in Hamilton, their vision was when you go to conferences, the, your favorite part is is the foyer, where you go. Yes, you learn, you heard something, but you want to be able to process it with it, people. You want to be able to talk, and so the the learning party idea was meant to maximize sort of the foyer aspect and and to minimize the guruiness. Um, so we're going to be doing one on April first in Toronto. Um, and a lot of my listeners they see Toronto on a map, um, but they don't necessarily know what life is actually like here. Uh, so let's talk a little bit about what life in Toronto is like and and why. Why, why it's important to have it in Toronto? I, you know, I'm a little biased. I've mm-hmm. uh, been in Toronto most of my life. I love the city a whole lot. Um, but I also find that it's very unique. Um, it's one of the few cities that can say we're so multicultural. Toronto has such a unique culture yeah. uh, that I think the church is also engaging and addressing a yeah. lot of these uniqueness. Um, and I think... That's why like something like this is very important because Toronto has a lot of conferences, a lot of big name speakers come out, you know, we have Billy Graham coming out to Toronto, but we never have the space for people to dialogue and to engage and converse. Now, what's what's the general interchurch community like here? How how what's the experience of that? Is are you well connected or would you say you're kind of disconnected? Uh, well, yes, to both. Okay. Um, I, I think that there there are networks in Toronto that are varied and and uh, but there's it's also hard to find deep connections. Okay. I think that's the trick. That's the hard part, and that's the thing that so many people are longing for in Toronto, is that they have they have these broad, diverse networks, so much variety, so many different kinds of uh, connections and, inter- and interactions, and it's all very dynamic, but often hard to go very deep in okay. any particular place. Um, and so I think that's one of the, actually one of the other things that really draws me to the learning party format is that it's it's an opportunity to go a little deeper yes you're developing and broadening your network but you really have a chance to go deeply and into the expertise that's in the room already which is we've kind of said that with it's not guru-y it's but it's but it's uh gives you an an opportunity to really dig into the the deep expertise that people have within their Mm. own smaller communities and I wonder if part of, too, um, 
Toronto church, churches in Toronto seem to be affiliated in its own subcultures. Okay. So I find that a lot of urban churches would probably hang out with urban churches. Okay. Well, there are certain theological leanings that kind of draws the churches together. Okay. And you're kind of always in that cluster. Um, but whereas if you take a step back and look at Toronto, you're like, wow, like God is doing something incredible in this city. Mm-hmm. He's brought all these unique stories that are actually within even our own neighborhood. Um, so I find that the hardest part is to get getting the different subcultures to engage in dialogue. Um, you know, like a lot of suburban churches, they know each other, but then they're almost like frightened to go into the city. We replicate our social media bubbles too. You know, we re- this, this only connecting with people who are of a very narrow um, range of experience. And so an opportunity like this, it can be a chance for us to get to practice connecting with a wide variety of things that are happening from different theological perspectives and in places even where we might not see things the same way. Yeah. Which is what I love about that is a wonderful opportunity to practice grace with each other. Hmm. You don't need grace if you, the only people that you ever talk to are people who are just like you. Right. You don't right. need grace, and the right. church doesn't. And the church gets used to not needing grace with each other. Mm-hmm. And it's really challenging and wonderful when that can happen, where you're suddenly confronted with somebody who's doing something really wonderful that God is blessing, and they sure aren't doing what you would think would be right. the thing to Interesting. do. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And you have to grapple with. Something that God is blessing that's not your thing. Right. Right. And listen to it and really hear about it and really kind of get a sense of what God is, how God is really moving in that. And then deal with, okay, how do I need to be gracious in this Mm -hmm. and listen and learn from it? So let's talk a little bit about the day of. Like Mm -hmm. if, if people show up on April 1st, they show up, what what can they expect on the day of? What's, what's it going to look like? Hopefully we'll have good coffee. This is actually part of your Christian journey too, the, 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 the coffee desire. Kind of. I mean, I love coffee because not just for the coffee itself, but the spaces that coffee kind of invites and the stories that people have over coffee. Um, and so that's why I, I hope we can get some good coffee. And I'm trying my best to get the best coffee in Toronto. Okay. Like I'm looking over Bernard's shoulder right now and he's got like a cabinet full of Chemex uh, containers and filters. And uh, he made Joe and I a pour over coffee <laughs> before we sat down. I don't know about you, but I was quite a, little, a ceremony. And it, it is. It's a process. Yeah. So Bernard is in charge of the coffee and that's probably one of the best pieces of news we could actually offer people because Bernard will take that very seriously and you'll have some good coffee. I will try my best. Thank you, Bernard. Thank you. So what else, other than good coffee, what else can we expect? There will be uh, a few presenters who will be drawn from the people who are going to be part of the day. Right. So, uh, um, as as you mentioned, kind of TED Talk sort of style, Mm -hmm. very brief to throw out some ideas, an experience, and then what they can expect is lots of opportunities to interact and to change up who they're interacting with and to move around and hear a lot of different experiences and also 
share and offer some of their own experiences. And and it'll be fun. A lot of really fun kind of interaction and ice breaking and and I think that's one of the, 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 the one of the more unique aspects of the learning party is that the the speaker list comes from the registration list, um, and and so they won't expect us to put out a poster with a famous American. Uh, it'll be one of us getting up there to to share what's actually like what we do as part of our community. Then we're going to have lunch will be provided. Mm-hmm. Lunch will be good. It will be good. And uh, where, where are we going to be holding it? We're holding it at Sanctuary, which is on Charles Street, so the Young and Bluer area, right at the crossroads of the downtown. Right. Um, within a block or so of that. Mm-hmm. And Sanctuary is an interesting story in itself about 20, 22 or 23-year-old ministry that's there that's very much about building community among marginalized communities in the downtown core. Not only is it a beautiful space and a functional space for putting on one of these kinds of events, but it, what it represents in Toronto, I think, is something very powerful and hopeful. Yeah, even like, it's like, a li- it's truly a sanctuary in the midst of a concrete jungle. Mm. Because in in and around yeah. Young and Bloor, it's there's a lot of things going on. A lot of distractions. Mm. But here's a space, a sacred that's values are on community mm-hmm. and people are safe when you're when you're there and it's it is an amazing space and just for those of us who will be driving in to the sanctuary uh there is green pea parking yeah right spot. across the street on the north side it's there's a giant a, green a pea large, multi-level yeah right so parking is not an issue for the day and, and if you can come on the transit come on transit uh, right. on, the, on the young university line or come along the bull Blur Danforth line, mm-hmm. um, and then you can. It's an easy. It's probably two, more two of an experience walk. to take yeah. the subway. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Often when I come to Toronto, one of my favorite things to do is park up yeah. in North York and take the yeah. take yeah. the Young Street subway down. Yeah. Just because it is a. You're right. Mm-hmm. It's a. It's a different experience. So, um, for for each of you, um, you're you're approaching the day with 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 a variety of things that you hope hope happen so what does a win look like for you joe in terms of of what do you hope comes out of the learning party um i i was drawn to it because i i was very excited by it um uh, a year ago um and i and it was something that i really wanted to bring my community to mm. um we're a small li- a little church plant of a dozen or so people 10 people in my living room a couple times a month um, we're going through a pretty difficult period of discernment right now okay. about what our future is. We're about a year and a half into our church plant. And really, I think we're right on schedule in some ways for that kind of existential kind of what are we about? Who are we? How do we grow? Where do we go from here? And so we're in a period right now where we're we're actually stepping back and not meeting. Um, and yet there's still a group of folks who are connected to that who who want to go on and are not convinced along with me not convinced that god is quite done with this vision yet and so i'm i'm looking forward to see what will grow out of it several of of our my community uh the the spectrum community are are planning on coming to the learning party 
and they're anxious to see sort of where is God taking our group. And I think it'll be really good for them to see the struggles of other faith communities, uh, to hear the difficult, painful places that other communities have been and other plants have been in, and then to get a sense, a sense of clarity around where God is sending our community, calling us, or a sense of clarity around the ending of our community and that there's a season to certain mm. things and, mm. and that God, but that the church goes on. The, mm-hmm. the, the bigger mission of God's kingdom goes on and he will, and he's not done with any single one of us yet. Mm. So some clarity around where God is calling us. You know, that's one of my favorite parts about this too, is that the, the goal of the day is not to trot out all of the best victory stories. This is also a, a chance to talk about the challenges that we face mm-hmm. and, and the, these difficult moments that all experiments uh, and, and, and new ways of being the church, we face these existential mm-hmm. challenges all the time. It's a normal part of the kind of work that we do. Um, and I wish we talked about it more yeah. openly and more yeah. honestly, quite I frankly. remember my science teacher in, in high school teaching us that no science experiment can fail unless we don't learn anything. Interesting. Mm-hmm. And, and what a life lesson for everybody. And, of course, that applies to things that we experiment with in the church. That so long as we continue to learn and grow from these things and offer them to God, which is part of it, they don't fail. I was just because it's almost like our R&D unit for the church has only been focused on victories. Mm-hmm. But, but even like it's our understanding of victory instead of understanding that even when something ends and closes, that God's victory can still be there. Absolutely. So it's like we've had it mixed up. Mm-hmm. It's, it's so important because I think, I think, talking openly about challenges and and things that don't go right um, also encourages experimentation encourages Mm -hmm. and well literally gives courage to other people to try to risk Um, and it's not the end of the story too that's that's something that's really important I think in our communities as we experiment as like you say the R&D department of sort of the Canadian church we uh, we can't be afraid Mm-hmm. Uh, of of this and for so many of my friends when when like I've been going to learning parties long enough now that I've I've had friends come and go um and for many of them what I really felt horrible about was that when their project ended uh and for a number of them it did um they felt ashamed mm-hmm. they felt like this was it this mm-hmm. they had one shot at this and nothing more so mm-hmm. I, I, I love that, that I, you're coming with I that. I think what happens sometimes in the church is, if we can continue this metaphor, that R&D gets overtaken by marketing and product. Mm-hmm. Right. And, yeah. and we get so that what the church, we think what the church is about is product and selling something and marketing. Right. And so we only want to tell the stories uh, that are successful. So that's that's what you're bringing to the table, yeah. Bernard. You're you're uh, wh- one of the things that I've noticed about you. By the way, if if you guys don't know this, Bernard is our social media guy for the New Leaf Network, 
and uh, you're also a pretty serious connector here in the city. It's, it's not an official title that I read about in the Bible, but um, I, I've really benefited from your skill in this area. Like you have sort of a broad uh, goal for the learning party. You want to tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, I think, um, I think for me, I just, I love people. I love every story that I get to encounter with. I find it a blessing that people would invite me into their story. And I think that's why like, I like to connect and, and I'm naturally driven to be a connector. Um, and I've seen so many various stories in Toronto, but I, I just find that a lot of people get lost in the shuffle. It's like so many things going on, so many distractions, and um, but they're all yearning for more. And if we take a step back and look at Toronto as a whole, God is doing something amazing and new. Um, but sometimes people just need that permission to imagine, to dream, to experience God in a fresh and new way. Um, and I think my hope for um, the learning party or a win would be for people or just even one person to have that spark. Mm where God shows them something and they begin to imagine and they begin to have that boldness to be like, okay, like this sounds absolutely crazy, but I'm going to be faithful and obedient and do it because God's called me. And I think that's, that's my hope. Even, even if it's just like the beginning of a journey like that. Um, and that's my prayer. Um, because, God is really doing something new in the city, and I, I'm excited to see what that will look like. You know, what's very cool is I actually know some of the stories of people who have been to learning parties. They didn't come with a church planting idea. They didn't come because they were part of the, the cool church in town or, or anything like that. They just had a desire. They, they, they got invited by a friend, and uh, God really got a hold of them at one over over a series of these conversations where they got swept up and in, in maybe something new is possible. Elle Pike, who's my partner in crime in, new, in the New Leaf Network, she came up through learning parties and participating in conferences and things like that. So like I, I, I support that and that's part of why I believe in it too because I, this happens all the time. So if you're listening to this podcast, this is maybe the first time you've, you've heard about a learning party, you don't you don't need to be an expert to show up you don't need to be uh, a theologian to show up you don't even, you don't need to be a pastor you don't um, need to be a church planter no. or, or you know a starter. we're holding it on april 1st it's it's yeah. perfect it's, <laughs> it's the perfect day so if you're a fool yeah. come please like show that. up and if you're like not that. a fool come and be a fool foolish yeah. with us come yeah absolutely so if people want to attend and, and be part of that day, April 1st, uh, here at the, in Toronto at the sanctuary, um, what do we, what do we got to do? How do we, how do we access this event? First, if you've never been to one, how would you get a sense of what the day might look like other than listening to this amazing podcast? <laughs> uh, well, firstly, if you are interested in the learning party, uh, you can go on the new leaf website. Yeah. And it should be under events mm -hmm. and there's a registration there. Uh, the day will cost how much? $25. Okay. And it's going to start from nine o'clock and we're going to close around four o'clock. Yeah. And then people usually hang out after, yeah. after that. So 
come prepared to do that. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, and block that time. We, some people will probably be connecting and going out for supper or something in yeah. the downtown core. There's lots of places to eat yeah. right, right around there. And and like the Hamilton one, I, I think some people left at 9.30 at night yeah. because they just had such a great time yeah. and, uh, and, and connecting. So we end officially at four so you can get on the road. So it, on the website, we have, we have the registration link. You sign up for it. You should get a little confirmation email when you've signed up. Um, and if you would like to be one of our speakers, just send us an email. If you've got something you'd like to say, let us know. Uh, we'll try to fit you in the schedule. We can't make a guarantee that. But we, we, what I love is the surprise folks who show up that we've never heard before. Um, somebody who knows somebody. So if you're listening to this podcast and, and you know somebody that really is doing something unique in Toronto and, and they may be flying under the radar like Joe was, um, let us know about them. We, we would love to invite them, get to know them. Um, but also, if you want to check out uh, uh, a learning party, uh, what the talks look like, that kind of thing, we've done three episodes. We did them in October about learning parties so we had we have three separate talks there we also have those uh, talks available on vimeo which i may put some links in our learning party uh, uh, events page so that people can can see what some of the past talks have been so i want to thank you both for for being on the show today and uh, i i'm hoping that uh, we'll hear more from you guys about the 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 experiences you've had planting in Toronto, what that's like. And uh, I really hope that people get inspired and, and, and want to plant churches here. This is a, a really important place to, to learn uh, how to do church planting. And uh, so I'm excited. And thanks for being on the show, guys. Thanks, thanks for, for having us. us. Yeah. Great coffee. All right. That was Bernard Joe Abbey Colborn and yours truly talking about the April 1st learning party. You're going to want to come to it. The information is on our website, newleafnetwork.ca in the events section. But just a quick reminder, it's happening April 1st, 9 to 4 at the Sanctuary Church in Toronto. That's 25 Charles Street East. $25 includes great coffee because Bernard cares about that and we love him for that. Some snacks, some lunch, lots of parking right across the street from the sanctuary or grab the subway. Have a great Toronto experience doing that. It's going to be an amazing time. You're going to want to be there. And uh, we're excited to be having another learning party. Uh, I've been to a number of them. Always a great time. Always walk away learning something, but also um, meeting someone and having a great connection. And that's all, you know, one of the things we really want to focus on this year with the New Leaf Network is connecting uh, with other people who are up to the same stuff or thinking through the same stuff. So you're going to want to come on out to that learning party. It's going to be a great time. Thank you to Bernard and to Joe for organizing it with Purnell. Thanks for listening to the New Leaf Podcast. You can find us on the web at newleafnetwork.ca or head on over to our Facebook page, New Leaf Network. We have events, workshops, and conversations happening all the time. We would love if you could join us as we share the stories of planters and starters all across Canada.